December 5, 2022. It's the Waffle Pedro Show. Well, it's a pleasure and an honor to have John Coltrane in front of our microphone here. And John, I gotta be abrupt with you. I gotta say like this, that uh, your playing has been turned antenna-like, unbeautiful, on just about everything you can think of. And uh, since the uh, playing mirrors the personality, I guess you have some some uh, personal thoughts of that kind to say. Um, well, uh, let me follow you again. Uh, you said my playing has on what? I didn't say that. <laughs> I said the, what the critics said. Said, oh, well, they uh, seem to think that it's an angry sort of thing, Israel. Some of them do. I don't know. But do the critics feel, here. Do you feel angry? No, I don't. Uh, I was talking to a fellow today, and I told him that uh, the reason I play so many, so many, uh, it sounds, maybe it sounds angry, because I'm, I'm trying so many things at one time, you see. Like, I, I, I haven't sorted them out. I have a whole bag of things that I'm trying to work through and get the one essential, you know.
Live from Pedro Show. Happy Monday. Started off with Carl Eric Lindgren on March 22nd, 1960, asking John Coltrane if he is angry. Then we had three-way intersection, prologue, brand new bars. Because of those Estonian software engineers with their Skype invention, I have with me Victor Gastelum, Robert Vodica. Welcome aboard. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thanks, Mike. Old friends of mine. So, Victor, you want to go first? How about uh, how about yeah. you bring in your earliest artistic memory, please? Uh, I always. I always made art. I always drew when I was a kid. And um, so I was always drawing. That was like like playing. But do you have an earliest memory regarding art? Um, I think probably when the, the teachers would ask me to do things for the class, like uh, did like a, a mural, like in sixth grade in a classroom. But I always thought because I was good at it, and I wasn't good at anything else. I thought if, if I was good at drawing, it must not be that hard. <laughs> now, in your family, was there artists? Oh, my dad used to like to draw, but he only drew. Yeah, he did. He used to draw, I guess, when he was a kid. And then as he got older, he would draw like a, a horse and he could draw a pig. But it was always the same one. But but were you hip to this as a kid? Do you think it helped motivate you? Not necessarily. I just like to draw. I, I you know, it's okay, easy. I'm just like, wondering. You know, I'm just, you just wondering. need a piece of paper and a pencil, and yeah, there's always. Victor, I'm just I... wondering because a lot of the guests I have on my show that are into music, they had parents that are into music. I have other guests, their parents weren't into music. So I'm just, you know, I, I can't get this me- mind reading thing down yet. So I still have to use words. So I'm going to ask you questions that might sound a little silly. Okay, so your father drew. And you saw this as a kid, but it was independent of your own inclination to get into drawing. Yeah. Okay. And uh, what kind of stuff did you have at the house? Did you have an easel? Did you have a blackboard? Did you have notebooks? What? No. When I was a when I was a little kid, yeah, um, it was just you know paper and pencils and pens. And what about at school? Did you like try to gravitate towards classes that were kind of artistic? Well. You know, just like elementary school and high school, I would take, you know, ceramics and art. Um, I liked it, and I was, that was that was what I was good at. Well, you know, I don't know if they had it in your days, but my days, one of the shop classes was drafting, and you weren't looking at draw, drawing like drafting, right? No. <laughs> Did you ever have a drafting class? No. Yeah. I was in a print, I was in a print shop, and oh. then I was at, um, okay, you know, wood yeah, right. Metal shop, electric. Me, I got put in the electric stuff. But we, at first, we had one of each of the like ten weeks of each of these little things, like a sampling. You know, I went back for career day for my because my sisters are teachers. In the same fucking junior high, forty years later, all the shop classes are gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and also all the lockers are gone. So, yeah. uh, okay, what about in high school? You start getting towards like kind of career right the counselors are talking to you are they talking to you about art no i wasn't really i wasn't um i didn't really get much guidance in high school from the counselors or my parents after after high school i kind of didn't know what i was gonna do then i started making punk flyers like maybe when i was like 20 and um 
you know, I went uh, I went there to Harbor Rock and I, I got my welding license, but then I didn't really want to do that either. So I just started working like shitty warehouse jobs and, and make, you know, making punk flyers and stickers and stuff. And, um, I just thought that's, that's all that I was going to do, you know, just like, okay, let me ask you, how'd you find out about the punk movement? Um, well, you know, the radio music, the album covers, you know, like so, somebody asked me one time, like who turned you on to punk? And I thought, nobody turned me on to punk. I turned myself on to punk just by, you know, looking at, you know, like Lou Reed, uh, rock and roll animal album cover and, you know, the, English imports and seeing the black flag flyers and actually rock and roll animal. That's kind of right before punk, right? Right. But the cover looked kind of punk. Oh yeah. He wasn't playing guitar anymore. Right. Right. Yeah. That it was a trippy wreck. The guitar, the band was kind of like pro rock, but it was still velvet underground. That that's the, yeah. There was a volume two of that too. They, the, the, the trippy records, trippy records. Right. Well, I think people wonder because remember it was kind of underground. It was kind of small, so people are t- probably tripping on how did you find out? Me? Well, I think that's why people asked you about that because remember it was a smaller thing. I mean, yeah. you're a little younger, so but it it still wasn't think, that big. I, you you heard it on Rodney on the Rock, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah a lot of bands you got turned on to a lot of bands from that. And then was- maybe uh KXLU? Yeah. Yeah. Kit PC. Okay. How'd you find out about the SST crew? Um. Well, I got into punk. You know, I, I was into uh, heavy metal bands and rock bands and stuff like that, going to concerts. But I always felt like that was not really my scene. My brother and I, you know, we were like junior high age. We liked ACDC and all that, but we were always looking for something, something more that spoke to us, like something harder. Yeah, and once we heard, you know, well, we first we saw we saw you know the black flag flyers all over, right? Plastered all over, and it was like, you know, what what it, you know what are these guys? You know, do they like well, it was Manson? most was most of that artwork Raymond Pettibone? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's your first uh, experience with Raymond's art. Yeah, yeah. Okay, now I I got to tell the listeners I'm asking Victor about SST because he ends up going to work for them. How'd that happen? Yeah, I mean I you know after I got into punk and um, going to shows, and making flyers, um, I ended up going to LA Trade Tech for a commercial art program, and um, so I was aware of SST. I you know I I was always aware of them that you know first generation of bands. And, and then I didn't really keep up too much with them. And then I saw like an interview with Chuck and Greg in a San Diego weekly paper. This was like in the late eighties. And I was like, you know, what are these guys up to? You know, what are they, you know, they're still around. And, and then I, I was finishing school. So I called them. I called this as because then they were in Carson and uh, Pat Manning, the art director. I told them, you know, that I was a graphic designer and wanted to show my portfolio. And I just went down there and showed him my book. And I, I not only had the, you know, commercial art skills, but then I was, I also had my, my punk flyers and stuff. So I had already done like some flyers for some of the bands, you know, like the Minutemen and Firehose and even Black Flag. And um, 
the tar babies and you know like i i was already like i already i already knew what they were you know what they were doing what they were about so then i didn't get hired they offered me part-time work and then um i, I had just gotten a full-time job so i didn't want to I, I thought it was should just stick with a full-time job but then about i was there about a year doing you know doing graphics for some embroidery place and so then I just called SST back and then they told me, yeah, we're hiring full time. And then I went back and showed them my book again and then they hired me. And I was there for like nine years. Nine years. And uh, the graphics, putting together the covers and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, right, right. And uh, what was your favorite one working on of all those things you did? Well, my favorite ones were a couple of records that people, I don't think many people know about, like, uh, I did two uh, record covers for Greg Ginn, where he he had he bought my art, and then I designed it, and um, so I got credit on those. Like, otherwise we wouldn't get credit. You know, like that was the policy at SST. It was like work for hire. Nobody gets credit. You know, no no art director credit. No no designer credit. Only if it, only if the band did. Now, what were your two favorites? They were Greg Ginn. Were they gone? Oh, no. Um, El Bad. He had a band called El Bad that was kind of like a metal band. Yeah, right. One has a wrestler and one has a, has a, has a car on the cover. Right, right, right. W were they both El Bad? What was the other one? Yeah, yeah, they were both El Bad. Okay, okay. okay. Interesting, interesting. I want to play some music here. Then we'll get to Robert. <laughs> ah, so like, there you have it. You know, like... What the hell? In the long run, we're all worm meat. I mean, you know, <laughs> it's all where the action is. Like, a <laughs> it's like, personally, I've reached a plateau in my life where, you know, I've <laughs> got a, like, your basic peace of mind thing going on. Give peace a chance. Peace be with you. You want a piece of this? <laughs> uh, you know, like, uh <laughs> what the hell? You killed your baby The most good you'd be the night queen You hide your baby crying
It's a different grind of a different kind. I never met a magnet that changes mine. Read between the times and decide the crime. I'm a real rich bitch, three dollars six dimes. Uh, and I think I'm having premonitions. Dress level hot, can't see in triple vision. Burn is on, they know I run hot. Fire beams, what's a breeze to a sunspot? ASA fucking P. You better see the who, the youth that's in me. It's better not to know than to know it ain't so. No go, not the G O O M E in the O. Thank you. 
shoulder blade. Disease is resurrected. Red hair! Red hair! Red hair! Breathless in the sin! Why for Pedro show? That chunk of music started off a spot. He's be recording engineer producer for SST. He's up in Sheboygan, Wisconsin these days. Beautiful man. Howie Schwenkel is the name of that piece. Then the Hell Beans out of Brighton, England after that with Truth Wants to Know. From Texas. Chittering. From the band How I Quit Crack. The Go Team. With Whammy Yo, brand new single. Go team. That time, Watt. You got to fix that. Often immolated, never duplicated. This is Live Organs out of Ireland. Noriko Tadano with an old Kanazawa tune. Ta- A lot of noise over there. Tabaruzaka excerpt. Uh, old war song. We don't need any of that shit. Hammered Halls, finally. This features uh, Alec Mackay, who was on last episode. Bog, who's making all that fucking noise? Bog <laughs> people with Hammered Halls, huh? Mark Cisneros, incredible musician, and uh, Alec Mackay was beautiful. I have an unbar. Robert Vodica, your turn now. Please, yeah. Ray, your earliest... What do you want to know? Please bring your <laughs> earliest artistic memory. Well, I think cause I, I was listening while you asked Victor. I think when I was in second grade, so I'm not really much of a visual artist, and my my yeah, piece but of art, art is, takes is many, forward, art takes but many I, forms. So yeah, to me, I artistic uh, visual is just as good as textual or audio. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So my part in this book is the words, not really so much the way it looks. I remember in second grade I wrote stories. I wanted to surprise him with the book, but people listen. We're going to get to a book. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay, all right. I'm, I'm, I'm previewing it. But yeah, when I, I started writing stories in second grade, um, and that was on and off. I would write them. It was never really that serious. I'd write stories about my dog. You know. <laughs> You know, like I was seven. So, but I think that's the earliest that I ever. The way started you found artistic writing. expression was through literature. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, much more. I mean, I read all the time growing up. So much more than say, like, like looking at art, looking at paintings, or even comic books or something. I, I, I mostly just read. And did you want to be a writer? Did you have plans? Um, I think by the time I was in high school, yeah, yeah. I mean, now, I, yeah. What I about your family? Thinking. What about your family? Did you grow up in a house with any writers in it? Well, my dad was a practicing attorney, so he did that kind of writing, but not really the kind of writing that I've ended up doing. Um, you want to do fiction? 
Well, no, actually, no. By the time I was in high school, I thought yeah. it would be really cool to be the music critic at a at a big newspaper. Oh, okay, <laughs> yeah, write reviews and uh, gigs and stuff, right? But, yeah, because you could get free records, listen to them, write about them, and go, you know, the whole thing. I didn't end up doing that, but I remember thinking that would be a cool job to have when I was like 16. Now, what about the school paper? Were you on that? Oh, yeah. By the time I got to college, yeah, by my last year of college, I wrote a weekly column almost all, it was all about music. Ah, so uh, you, you made it happen. Well, yeah, in college. And then I, um, in fact, one of them was about Black Flag. There was another one about Angst. So this uh, was like did you take 86. classes? Did you take classes to help you with learning how to write? Not journalism. No, I mean, I took all kinds of English classes. Uh-huh. And would dabble in writing about music, but then... Let me ask you, me. who were your favorite writers to read when you were a young man? Like when I was in college? Well, just a young man. You can yeah. pick whatever school. At college, like Thomas Pynchon really yeah. effect on me. Yeah, I like him. Yeah, Gabriel Garcia Marquez oh, also yeah. had a big effect on me at that time. Um those those are probably the ones that I think about in terms of fiction. Uh, yeah. And what about music writers? Did you ever have a, f a favorite music writer, or did you think they were all getting it wrong, and you were going to help fix that situation? <laughs> a little bit of that. Um, I didn't find out about Lester Bangs and Richard Meltzer until I was going to ask you about Richard Meltzer. Yeah, until out of until I was out of college, and then because what, what town are you in right now? I, oh, now or when I was growing up? Now. Now I live in Chicago. I grew up in San Diego. Okay. Yeah, but Richard Meltzer had some, like, the capital of Kansas. Or yeah, 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 that's right. right. Remember that? Remember in, that? <laughs> yeah, but I didn't find out about him and Lester Bangs until I was into my 20s and out of college. But then, yeah, I mean. Oh, did, Bangs, you, did you read Cream Magazine? No, not really. Just on and off. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, you're I, a little too young, too, right? Yeah. Uh, and I, well, I'd like to say I wasn't hip enough, young enough. Okay, okay, they're both okay. Okay, okay. So, when you get out, what do you get out of college? What kind of degree? A uh, uh, bachelor's degree in American Studies, and I wrote. I mean, to our conversation here, I wrote my senior thesis on Bob Dylan. Okay. Okay. And now you end up working for SST because I think this is where you meet Victor. That's right. That's right. Um, now, now how had, did that happen? Yeah, out of college, I worked for a while at an independent distributor whom we won't name because uh, <laughs> they stiff a lot of people. Um, and I did that for about a year and quit and then had the idea that, well, maybe I could work somewhere where I didn't think they were dishonest. So I, out of the blue, I wrote letters to Chuck and Greg, um, and then they hired, They interviewed me and ended up hiring me, and Mike, this is where you and I intersect, to restart New Alliance. I mean, I worked out of the SST office, but really my assignment, you know, really I was working on New Alliance, getting New Alliance going. And how did you hear about SST? Uh, um, I, I think because... I think because I saw the decline of Western civilization and the way Chuck and Greg talked about the music and the movie really struck me. Right. So I, right. I investigated it. I was on the mailing list. I bought a bunch of stuff. So you were I, I already bought, a fan I, of the label when you asked to work for it. Okay. Yeah. Now you yeah, said I, you were in the, you were handling the new Alliance stuff. 
but you were in the office. But you were in the office enough to meet Victor. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was there maybe a year before he got there, and then I mean we the art department was shared. So I worked with all the people in the art department on all the new alliance. Do stuff. you remember the first spiel you had with Victor? Oh man, Victor, do you I remember? It was probably just about work because Robert was kind of quiet. I, I remember two things, though. So, uh, so I'll say that I, like, at some point, Victor showed me his paintings. Like, he was really shy about it, and I thought they were incredible. And I was, like, I was kind of telling him, look, you're like, you've got to show people. Don't just keep these hidden. So I remember that. But I don't. that was after we'd known each other a while. And what you would do is uh... – for New Alliance releases, you would work, coordinate art with him, right? Yeah, and the, and the advertising. Yeah, the advertising. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you guys actually, not just spieling, you actually work together also. Oh, yeah, a lot, a lot. Yeah, so I think that, that has something to say to this project comes down the road. Because, you know what I mean? Uh, people that work together and find it happening... I think that's conducive to creative a situation. Yeah, I think, I mean, Victor, maybe there's room for you here. I thought that the stuff we did on the advertising was like a sort of creative outlet for both of us. Yeah, we would try to make ads that would, you know, that, that might not look like a typical label art, like, like something more unusual, like an unusual image. So, and uh, you guys, you, know, you guys would, uh, you guys would brainstorm. Yeah, yeah, that's bitching. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Because I think people get a little cynical. They think it's all just merch, right? But you know, people try to get as creative as they can with the situation that they're in. Look, we're at the end of the first hour of the December 5, twenty twenty two edition of the Watt for Pedro show. Special guest Victor Gastelum, Robert Vodica. Hold tight for hour two. December 5, 2022. It's the second hour of the Watt for Pedro show. One, two, a one, two, three, four. I got a nice big juicy pork chop. It's sitting right here on my plate. They said, go ahead, dig in, enjoy it, Sam. I said, no, uh-uh. It's going to be a proper meal. It can't consist only of meat. We're going to have to round it out and do it right with some nice side dishes to eat. I need my side dishes. Mmm, my side dishes. I simply got to have my side dishes. Spinach would be lovely. Sauteed in virgin olive oil. And if you got some of those baby potatoes, let's put a few up to boil. Brussels sprouts with butter and salt. That'd be the way to go. And ripe red tomatoes sliced into wedges. Brother, I would not say no. I need my side dishes. I need 
sleep together? Underground? Agreement is a song that sounds like sleep. into another. Saturn's velvet rings replaced by spider webs and tarot symbols. The hills pulse with it.
Lock for Pedro show started off the second hour with Sam Bennett out of Tokyo via Birmingham, Alabama. Side dishes. Bridge of Flowers after that empty room. Bah hot boy. Brother AJ out of Netherlands with Won't You Wait. Black Dahlia, right? Dwarf Man. Brand new Rick Champagne record. This is horribly wrong. Agro Doce after that. <laughs> Agro people. <laughs> <laughs> right, sweet, right? So sweet, angry, yeah, right. And then angry silence with that. Well, that's truth and sounds. And then angry silence finally with piss and rain. Okay, people. Reason, brother Dennis over at uh, Shrimper Records. He's the one who hit me to this book. You heard Robert Vodica mention a little bit about this, but now we're going to spring it on you right here, Victor Robert. Uh, lightness to this book. When did the the idea of the book first come? I I had been doing these um, abstract drawings for a couple of years. I had a couple of small sketchbooks filled up, and I had thought to make a book out of it. You know, like make a little self published a chat book, and then um, and then Robert had been making these lists of words, and he sent some to me, and he he asked me if I if I was interested in them, if I could, you know, that I could use them. So then I thought, well, then we'll, we'll just make a book. We'll make a book together with his words and my art. And then coincidentally, like right around the same time, Dennis, who Robert and I both know, Dennis Kalachi from Shrimper, he had started publishing art chat books. And he asked me if I wanted to make one. And I said, yeah, I go, I, I told him, you know, how about if Robert and I make one? And so he, you know, he liked the idea. And I mean, Dennis hadn't even seen the art. He, he just, um, he knew my art, you know, we've done, we've done things together. So he was, he was into pretty much letting me do whatever I wanted. So that's what we did. We made this book. Now, are you aware of them little books Raymond made? I, I think he called yeah, it STP yeah. publications or something. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Okay. Where I think what he they were kind of like the old Shakespeare quattros, right? You take a just fold the paper in half, and it, actually, it was the back of his daddy's uh, the the grade in the papers. He used to have to grade his pops' papers from Harvard College, and he used the back of those things. Yeah. <laughs> I got a bunch of them and stuff. So, so were you thinking of something like that? Yeah, but um, just like like a. You know, not Xerox, just actually uh, offset print, maybe with a cut, maybe a color cover. Ah, but, so a little more pro. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. And uh, now when now Robert hears about this book and he says, I want to bring words. Well, I told him. I okay, told him, because why don't I, we do this book? It seems <laughs> like it gets to the stage, because you already have all that, that work done, those drawings done, but it seems there comes a point where he's going to like, get drawing started with he feeds you some lines or something yeah yeah i mean i sent him a whole list of stuff and i said you know do you want to do anything with this and and he said yes so i and i felt honored because victor has you know long 
term long-term reputation as an artist, you know, making rock and roll covers and all showing in, you know, at galleries and things. Um, so I was really honored that he was willing to do that. And then Dennis just trusted us to do whatever. Um, so, so and, Victor, yeah. you just put all, all your back catalog and hold and said, I'm going to, I'm going to do new stuff. Or did you pick some old stuff to go with his words? Yeah. Well, the, the, the books were kind of new. Um, I did, um, I think started like in 2018 uh-huh. and I, you know, I filled up a couple of sketchbooks. So I already, I had the art and I, I didn't, when I made the art, it was just to make the art. It wasn't to thinking I was going to do something with it yeah, necessarily. Of course, of course. Cause you didn't yeah. even know Robert wanted to like collab with you on this. Yeah. Of course. Look, 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 let's play some music and we'll get back to this. This is interesting. <laughs> Thank you. 
everything you had is gone. Truly nothing in shoes. I'm kept by my nurse, and now she steals from my purse. What else can you do?
Watford Pedro Show. That chunk of music started off with Chip Kimmon from the Dills. The Great Confrontation. Brother Chip is into electronics and tabletop performance. Sam Lockward, Iowa. What else? Larry Boast, Southern Oregon. Words and then thoughts. Ray Shin, I believe out of Reno. No second place winner. So, you got. You said you had, Victor, you said you had two books full of art. Then Robert comes into the situation. Again, I'm going to ask you, does he, and he's feeding you these lines, right? Sentences, paragraphs, I don't know how big the spiel was. But then, are you drawn to demand, or are you bringing stuff out of your trove? Yeah, I just... Um... Like I said, I, I had already thought to put him in a little book myself, but then, um, you know, when Robert offered his words, some of them are like single words or two words together. Um, you know, I wanted to use them for sure. It was like, you know, when you do something with a friend, you know, you, it's easy. You're already, you're already connected. You already know, you already know that you're going to like it. You know, that we both are going to like it. Um, and, and I think we both, are, have been interested in images and text together. And, th- and this goes back to Pettibone in a way, because lots of his images have words with them. In fact, what he'll do is he'll cut the shit out right from books and paste it in there. Right, right. <laughs> Talk about appropriate. What I'm, what I'm thinking of, Robert, Victor, yeah. is mm-hmm. as a, as a reader, as me with that book in my hand, and I'm looking at the spiel and I'm looking at the art. I think there's some kind of dialogue going, some kind of connection going. Yeah, there, there, there ended up being because Robert sent these words, and um, I kind of randomly put them together next to images. And then um, I was going to make all the words just the same, like the same font, same size, same place, um, add, maybe add some color. But then, so I added color from the art onto the, the, the his pages with the words. And then Robert, when I showed it to him, he wanted to change it up. He, he had ideas about how to lay out certain pages. And so I, I would just do whatever he asked. You know, ah, so it was dynamic. It, it was back and forth. Yeah, a lot, a lot of back and forth. Although I will say, I mean, to me, this was this was an important part of the book is that we used chance procedures to make match the images to the text. I didn't know. I just gave him a seat. I gave Victor a sequence, and he had a sequence. So we didn't. I, I was deliberately trying not to think. Oh well, which word goes with that image? We used. You know, like John Cage or somebody, like chance procedures. Oh, you mean he had given you all the imagery? So you, you were also looking at the imagery? Because I had, for some reason, I was thinking it was coming out blind. Okay. Well, it, it ended up being blind. I'd seen a bunch of the images. And I think, I don't know, Victor, did you pick your sequence and I picked mine? I forget. But yeah, I think so. I think yeah. you you decided what order your word's going to go in. And then I... um. I did the same with the, with my images. I was trying to pick. I was trying to stick to the mainly abstract pieces because later I started drawing yin yangs and um, draw, you know, actually drawing a little bit. But I did a lot of abstract. So you were drawn to order. It became not just going back to the stuff you drew. You were also drawn in the moment. 
Well, no, I mean, I had, I already had the images. I didn't, I didn't make any specifically for the, oh, for the okay. book. Okay. I'm, I'm trying to understand the process here. So you have the, all this collection of images and as, as you're getting the spiel from Robert, you're starting to make associations and putting them together. Yeah. yeah, I mean, well, I I had my order of the images, and then he had his order of the text, and and I think that it. Um, and the idea was going to be alternate spiel, image, spiel, image. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that was always there. That that be if you open the book, one page will be in one page right. of the text, and one page will be image. And, and that's why, to me, you know, being a third party, it seemed like a dialogue. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, I think it is. Yeah, yeah, and uh, actually, whenever you get more than one person, right? If it's healthy, it's going to be kind of a dialogue, or you know, stuck in a phone booth with Don Trump or some shit like that. <laughs> and hearing you call it a dialogue, I mean, I haven't had we haven't had a lot of feedback yet, but one of the things I've enjoyed is hearing what the viewer and or reader. But they make of it. That's been the most interesting part to me so far, that everybody has a little bit of a different... Well, you, you know, you, you, you yeah. being into books, right? You open a book and you want to know the point of it, right? Uh, Even though you might never get there, you, it might be secretly hidden or whatever the fuck, your mind is still trying to fathom it, right? Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm talking about. Look right there in the second hour, December 5, 2022, edition of the Waffle Peters, your special guest, Victor Gastelum. Robert Vodka, hold tight for hour three. December 5, 2022. It's the third hour of the lot from Pedro.
Yes, I've been to New Orleans. I sure had a wonderful time. Oh, I was high, high as Georgia pine. You know my antecedent took me down Rampart Street. I seen everybody I wanted to meet. She said, Arkansas, stop looking.
blessed system and I'll tell you the reason why Oh, it's caused me so much suffering and my dearest friends to die Now I know you must be wondering what is it ever done to And I'll try to make you see My daddy's pockets all were empty
Watch for Pedro Show. We started off the third hour with Henry Kaiser and Rome Yamalov doing roller coaster slash mojo boogie. Then Tragic Assembly on North Carolina with Best Static. Jeb Lloyd Nichols. I hate the capitalist system. Ita 34 and Tenko with Den. And finally, Eugene Chadbourne, Professor Huge, with the Hive of Resentment. Something live, him on guitar. Okay, back to the book. Who came up with the title? Uh, we both did. You, I, you I, started. Yeah, I had already thought of a title. I called it, I was going to call it Shaolin Days. And that's um, my son and I, somebody gave him the Kung Fu TV series. Do you remember that? David Carradine. Uh, Actually, Bruce Lee came up with it and they stole the idea from him. Fuck yeah. yeah. So I, you know, I used to, we, my son and I, he never, he had never heard of it. So we started watching them. And at the beginning of episode, every episode on the, on the DVD, it was like, you could skip the intro, you know, like when he was a little kid and he tried to snatch the pebble from the master's hand. Yep. So you could, on the DVD, you could skip it and just get right to the episode. And so they called that Shaolin Days, you know, on the DVD. When he was and a I, Shaolin monk in China. Yeah. 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 So I thought, I thought that was funny that they called it that. So, and because I had been doing a bunch of yin yangs, I thought, oh, I'm going to call it Shaolin Days. And then I, and I told Robert and then he was not, he was not too into it. I didn't understand it, but as I sat with it, I, I decided to come up with some. Victor had days, and then I thought, I'll come up with something nights. And I spent, I don't know, three I, I had three or four ideas, and it ended up being DeKalb Nights, meaning DeKalb, Illinois, because I've, for work these days, I've spent a lot of time up there. Qu- quad Cities? No, it's not that far west. Oh, okay, uh, okay. Yeah. I, I forget. Decatur. Uh Moline, Rock, Rock Island, uh, Cheap Trick. Actually, yeah. the Ashton brothers, when they moved from Manassas, before they got to Ann Arbor, they had a little bit there in Decatur. Huh. Yeah, that's how I know that area. It's kind I of think, a border, border area with Wisconsin and Illinois people. And yeah, Iowa, it's not, and Iowa. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so DeKalb Days. Well, Shaolin Days, and then I wanted Nights, so I picked DeKalb Nights. DeKalb Nights, I'm sorry. Shaolin Days leads to DeKalb Nights. Yeah. Trippy how things evolve. Yeah. Now, what about the order? Of the the title? No, the sequence of all the pages. Oh, I just did it without, without putting too much thought into it. You know, I chose the images, and then and just um, just put them in there. You know, I just I did the layout. I did so a, I did a mock up because it was more like a intuition, a gut thing. Like, whoa, these words yeah. go with this. Okay. And then I I took my I figured out which twenty or twenty two or however many it is that I was going to use, and I literally cut them up into little strips of paper, put them in a box or a bag. I forget. And then I just pulled them out. And the first one I pulled out was the first one. The second one I pulled out was the second one, etc. Until I got to the end. Like uh, Bobby Dylan Tarantula or uh, Mr. Burroughs <laughs> with Naked Lunch, right, where they reconstruct. Yep. Yep. Yeah. All of that. So, yeah, and I, I did the same with the, I just, you know, scanned in all the images and then 
just started placing them without without thinking too much about what image was going where. But I did I did switch some of them around because I did think they looked better with some word, but I didn't do too much of that. It was mostly just random. Well, let me ask you this. Probably the most intense ones are the first and the last, right? Because this is how we begin and this is how it ends. Yeah. So were those random or those were the, were those moved around? I think that they were. I think they were random. Okay. I don't, okay. I don't even remember which ones I moved around. Well, you know the way we read, right? It's the last thing you read. You think that's the final statement? Yeah. Yeah. I think that I think it was random. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Because you know, the reader's never going to know that, right? It's just like with music. All you know is what's going into your fucking ear holes. Right. You don't know how it was. You know, remember Frank Morgan? Uh, pay no attention to that man behind the curtain. He was the <laughs> dude behind the curtain. <laughs> Look, I'm going to play the last music for this edition.
Watford Pedro Show, last music for this edition. That chunk started with Headcut doing Vital Redeemer. Then had Boggle with an organ and stereo. Mizutama Shobodan, a loving frog on a chopping block. This has got Tenko. We heard some of her with the French band last time. Chunk of music. And finally, Three Wishes from the Eggs. Okay, so when did the book come out? Uh, two two weeks ago, the yeah. seventh, November seventeenth or something like that. And how, yeah, yeah. and how can people get a hold of it? Uh, I think the best way is to go to Bamboo Dart Press. B a m b o o d i r t p r e s s. Yes. Yeah, I mean it is on it is on Amazon too, but you know I always want to go direct to the indie publisher. <laughs> but, right. But yeah. And is this Dennis Kalachi himself? Dennis and and a guy Mark Givens, they run the press together. Okay, okay, and of course Shrimper, where Dennis has put out a lot of music from different people. Yeah. That's very interesting. Uh, do you see a link? You guys both working at a music place, but you, your expression comes out as visual. What's what's the verdict on art? Does it really matter if it's visual or audio or smell or touch? That's a big question, Mike. Uh, I I think it's it, whatever moves the individual. I mean, I think some people are more tuned into By one or the other. You, by individual, do you mean the one making the art or the one no, witnessing the no, art? No, good question. The one receiving the art, the reader, or the listener, or the viewer, like whatever moves that person is, you know, I, that's, yeah, I'll leave it there. Victor, so I'll leave some room for Victor here. Yeah, yeah, your, 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 your ideas, Victor. Yeah, I think that they're all, they're all, uh, they're all different ways to, to, to express, you know, imagination and be creative and um so they're really it doesn't matter if it's if it's audio music or if it's visual it's kind of the you know even though it's different technique wise it's still the same um you're still doing the same thing you know and and also enjoying my same thing you mean expressing yourself Yeah. yeah yeah okay okay because some people might think same thing as like fooling people or scamming people or, or servicing a lifestyle or something, right? Right. Okay, that's, so I had to get that expressing you in there. Now, looking back at this first release by you guys, is there things you might have wanted to do different if you had another chance to do it? I'm really happy with the way it turned out. No, I like it. Yeah, I just well, want to do more. Then let me yeah. ask you this: Is there going to be a round two? Uh, I don't, I don't know yet. There'll be something from one of us or both of us together. Okay, we don't and, know. Yet. And how do you but think that this first step will form the next step? Well, we'll we'll have to see once we try to get started. <laughs> I mean, it could be it could be like a volume two. Yeah, but it could, it we've could got be more. Book. I mean, we've got more like this, but we did. You mean did. Uh, like we'd say in the uh, the music racket, right? Outtakes. There were outtakes. <laughs> yeah, we can do a B side. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> 
So we have a lot more, but we already did it once. So I don't know if I want to do. That's what this. I was going to say. Yeah. Or I was going to mention the idea yeah. of the rerun. Yeah. I, you don't so need I, a rerun, right? And, and, you know, I have other writing. So, you know, some some point maybe people look for that. Maybe uh, narrate a, a, a novel. Like a Victor could visually narrate a novel of your writing. All right. Maybe yeah. I'm just putting it out there. I'm just put out there. Whatever you guys do, can I ask you for something? Yeah. yeah. And Mike, now it's like you're the producer. Because Victor has seen some of my short fiction. So okay, maybe. Okay, look. If you guys like do that. something again together, will you come back on the show and we can talk of about course. it? Absolutely. If you yeah, have for sure. If you have it, yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. The invite's open right now. Count on it. Okay. All right. Big honor to have you aboard. I'm glad you both are keep on keeping on it because it's beautiful, inspiring to me. Old buddies that never got tired of expressing themselves is beautiful. Yeah, 30 years. Yeah. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you, Mike. So you do is an inspiration to me, too. Okay. Well, we're going to get back and relive this event okay people it's been december 5 2022 edition of Wap for peter so keep your powder dry <laughs>